0: Perfect. Perfect. Don't, ju- don't judge me. Oh, no, no, no judgment. None. No, no judgment. judgment. No, another, another nice warm night here. We've had a hot summer.
1: Okay, okay, super. Uh. Well, I guess we can get started with a five. Four. Three.
2: Two. And
1: one. 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 All right. Hello,
2: world. Here's a
1: song that we're singing. Come on, get it well, welcome back everyone. Uh, you're listening to the happy hour. Thank you for joining in. My name is David Oj, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. And I'm joined, as always, by Beth.
3: Hello. I'm at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T
4: on Twitter.
1: And, and Veronica.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter.
1: And you're listening to the Happy Hour at happyhour on twitter.com. Um what another week it has been. Uh, last week, we thought we had more news than we could get through, even though we got through it in a half hour, then spent the rest of the half hour on our <laughs> personal third grades. That's not going to be the case tonight, because there's even <laughs> because, because there's even more to talk about today. And to help us, uh, you know, take a machete through the jungle of news, we have uh, TSN uh, TSN's own um, Dan Voice Robertson with us. Yeah. And the voice of the Habs. <laughs> What Just one of the best. Hi, guys. Well. How are you?
2: Good. Yay. How are you?
4: Good. Good. How, are Good. You? how are you?
0: I'm all right, thanks. It's uh, another warm evening in Montreal, so I don't have much to complain about. Fantastic. Can I, I, can I ask I, what
3: you're drinking?
0: You can. <laughs> it's funny. It's actually Laurentide. It's, I bought it for a joke. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: oh. or
0: Laurentide, as we call it, in Nova Scotia. Um, so back in... When I grew up, and maybe so you guys too, you'd watch games on TV and you'd see Laurentide ads. Uh, I can remember one, I think, in the corner of the forum. And it was sort of a, you'd always wonder, I wonder what that beer is like. And then I, I don't see it a lot um, around the city, but I was at a, an SAQ, a liquor store in the West Island recently, and I saw a six-pack there. So I grabbed it and I took a picture and I was going to take it home from my friend. And then I realized, I found out the next day of the training camp. Um, would actually allow media members in, so I had planned to go to Nova Scotia, and I didn't. So now I'm going to drink the beer, and he can uh, <laughs> he can get his own.
3: Oh, I like the logo. It's got a rooster on it.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's been around for a long time. Apparently, it's popular in rural Quebec, and it's it's cold right now, so
1: that's about all I need at this point.
4: There yeah, you go, perfect.
1: Fantastic. Cool. Indeed. That's great. So now, as you were saying, uh, you didn't head back uh, to Nova Scotia because there was actual stuff to do today. Dan, you were at uh, Brassard today uh, for the pretty much the first day of training camp as it is. How was it stepping back into the facility to do what you do best?
0: It was fun. It was different because as soon as you get to the door, they take your temperature They put a mm-hmm. whatever it is. It looks like a revolver to your forehead, which at times I... <laughs> wish I had in the last two months. But um, they so they checked you over and I was deemed healthy enough to go in. You have to sign a waiver and just sort of say that uh, you haven't had any symptoms, that sort of thing. And then upstairs we went and just for media, we had a lot of space um, between the next guy. Uh, and it, it's kind of interesting. We just got an email saying that they're going to allow two members um, per media outlet where it was one there was a couple of extra seats today so i don't know if that means there'll be more people there tomorrow maybe but uh, then when you saw the guys hit the ice it was a really good pace i thought and, and uh, they worked them pretty hard today so i guess they realized that there's sort of a limited amount of time to get back into game shape and uh, i would think a lot of these guys were doing their best obviously to stay in shape but it's a, a different animal when, when camp starts so it was really nice to see them out there and I don't think it's too corny to say because it is true, and and Weber said it too. I asked them. There there was a lot of smiling faces. I mean, that's what those guys love to do, and uh, it was fun to see them back in their elements.
4: Definitely. Did you um, did you see Mark Bergevin?
0: I saw him. He was at the far end of the uh, arena. We we were connected with him on a a Zoom. meet webinar whatever you want to call it yeah but i didn't i didn't see him i didn't see him up close although he had some some uh quarantine hair going there oh my god yeah yeah. good for him i don't know how he fit it
3: under the hat
0: i don't know it's every year everybody gets oh look his arms are bigger he has a beard his hair is long it's like come on man (laughs) but uh yeah he was you know what speaking of hair i looked down at shea weber and i had to look a couple of times his He's not quite approaching Brent Burns' beard length, but uh, pretty bushy. So he's has yeah. over the last few months. I only bring the hard-hitting facts. You
1: can see.
2: <laughs> his well, this no, is hey, important. These
1: that's are important exactly updates. what we're here for. So that's a-okay. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> no, because right that uh, the one picture that was on on Twitter, of course, Oof. with Mark Bergevin, What a what a revelation <laughs> that was. <laughs> Yeah, that was well, a listen, Mark's was in, else.
0: he's in his mid fifties and he still has all his hair. So good for him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True story. He
4: does. He does have that, but it's its now all fully white. It's no more salt and pepper. Yeah, that's true. This job has just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has done that to him. Absolutely. And we, we heard, we heard the zoom call too, Dan. Did you hear how it came across?
0: Yeah. You know what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I had a hell of a time just getting an internet connection. So yes, um, there's a couple of new guys in public relations and they were really doing their best to get everything arranged and, and, you know, running around and, and I was sitting next to Pat Hickey and poor Pat was trying to connect <laughs> and Eric angles was too. And, um, you know, they, I'm pretty sure actually the email I got about an hour ago or even less said that they're going to hardwire, uh, or at least offer, um, hard to hardwire your laptop and that sort of thing. So there was a few good. snafus Uh yeah. but yeah, they'll get it they'll get it fixed up. It was overall they did a really good job. I mean once by the time Weber and Byron sat yes. and spoke with us, things were pretty pretty cleared up. But yeah, it, it was uh the <laughs> Marks Mark's part of it was not smooth. So just trying to <laughs> iron out the kinks, I guess, just like the players are.
4: Yeah. Uh, it was good comic relief though. Yeah.
1: right for sure now uh looking at uh let's see well who's uh, who's actually on the ice now because uh, the Habs released uh their full roster of uh you know people that are going to be at the training camp and I was looking through it and I was pleased and surprised to see both uh, Laurent Dauphin and um Belzile on the ice with that and now I see according to what the the Habs had sent out uh as a you know, as in the, like an update uh, to people. Uh, and they were kind of floating around the, the, you know, they had like kind of their, their pseudo fifth line, just people to plug in here and there. Uh, did you see anything from them? Because I know Laurent was one of the people that's been uh, practicing ever for like a month, at least, you know, when, when the ice was, uh, came back, he was one of the, 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 one of the few, the five that uh, have been practicing for the longest time.
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, Dave, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to those guys. And not out of disrespect to them, but it's it's a really it's different than a regular practice because there's so many people on the ice. And I'm there are certain players I was trying to get a keep a really close eye on, Victor Mete and Uh, uh I wanted to see Drew and how right. he was skating. And and again with all of that stuff, it's kind of you don't want to read too much anyway. I mean, it's just it's the first day of, of camp. Uh, but no, it's it's actually, when I, I saw Dauphin and his, the number in the back of his helmet, I thought, who is that guy? Because I hadn't seen him previously play since junior hockey, actually. Wow. But those guys, oh, wow. you know what? It's an opportunity for all of them to uh, to at least dip their toe in the water and, and get out there and, you know, maybe make an impression. I mean, I've always liked uh, Alex Belzile's game, um, mm-hmm. Dauphin as well. But I think, you know, they're both kind of... Uh, maybe career minor leaguers, but uh, and maybe that's not fair to say, maybe they need the right break. But I'll try and keep an eye on those guys tomorrow. And uh, it's it's so funny at first, you're scrambling to kind of write down the lines. And and you know, I saw this one guy come by me, and I thought I recognize that face, but and it was actually Noah Juleson who's grown <sighs> a beard, and I hadn't seen him. Oh. In a or two, so. Yeah, so, uh, and you wish the best for him, but uh, it's a pretty crowded ice service and hard to, hard to get a read on everybody at once, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I and I was going to ask, actually, about uh, Juleson and if you had, you know, uh, seen anything from him, but uh, it's good to just see him in general on the ice, especially in a training camp, especially in one as unique as this, that's prepping for potential playoff uh, hockey. So uh, It's true, I'm just, and it's... it's it yeah. seems that the organization has a uh, plenty of faith in him still. Oh,
0: I think so, and he's just—he's still a young guy. But it's uh, it, first of all, yeah, it's great to see him out there. I mean, you're always thinking—you just hope that he stays healthy. And uh, let's not forget—I mean, this guy, you wonder where he would be right now had he not been hurt. But he was, mm-hmm. and it's been a really tough year for him. But he's still young. Uh, he still has a lot of hockey ahead of him, and I think he fits into their plans if if he can. Uh, remain healthy, and uh, you know he, he's a guy. It's interesting. You, you kind of look on that that right side, and and Kale Fleury's a little bit younger. Uh, I think there's some similarities between the two. Both can both can hit you. Both are, are right uh, shot defensemen, and both are are good young players. So uh, maybe his well, not maybe. I know his uh, growth has been stalled by his injury, but I don't think anybody should rule out Noah Julson. Uh, I don't know if he'll. When the puck drops, I don't know if he'll necessarily be in the lineup for, for opening night because he hasn't played much in this past year. But it, it's really encouraging to see him out there. And, of course, the Canadians were short uh, a couple of defensemen in Brett Kulak and Xavier Roulette and Josh Brooke as well. So all of those guys, uh, Olufsen also, they, you know, they get to show their stuff maybe a little bit more than they normally would.
1: For sure. And I know, too, some other news that came out today. It was made official that Alexander Romanov, the czar, will be making his way over to uh, Montreal at some point. We're not entirely sure. And we do know that he'll have uh, he'll have to go through quarantine before joining the team at practice. But apparently that is the ultimate goal to have Romanov on the ice uh, before playoffs. Now, he won't be able to play. But it's still rather extraordinary that they want to get him in to at least have some ice time with, uh, with the team.
0: Yeah, and the Canadians aren't all that concerned. I know a lot of people are saying, well, is it worth burning a year of his entry-level contract? I mean, even if you look back at Charlie Lindgren, when the Canadians signed him, and I know it's a different situation, but out of St. Cloud State, I'm sure that was part of uh, the negotiation is, you know, let let him he get into a game at the end of the year as rookie year, and, and that helped. Use up, uh, get him a year closer, I guess, to uh, being a restricted free agent. So they want to get him in, and and, uh, Weber was asked about trying to help uh, Romanoff when he gets here, and he said, you know, he's no different than any any other young player, and that you want to sort of help him along. I like it; it'll it'll help him uh, get acclimated, it'll help him get to know the guys a little bit, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I mean, it's obviously not going to be in a game situation, like you said, but. It's funny. It seems like we've been waiting to see him for about five years, um, yeah. just because there's so much intrigue around him. And uh, it's always that way for me with players who are uh, in the KHL. I mean, you know, the world's a much smaller place than it used to be, um, and we know more about players than we ever did. But I, I think after having a couple of really good World Junior tournaments, you looked at him, and certainly Bergvant spoke highly of him. So uh, I want to see how he how he does with his teammates and it'll be good for him to get here. And uh, I mean, it's a whole new world, right? You, you think about it, he's never been here before, not to my knowledge anyway, so it'll take some getting used to, but uh, we'll look forward to next year, whenever that starts. And you would think he'll be a regular then.
3: And Mark said today that um, if Alex did stay in Russia, that he wouldn't necessarily be able to practice or play over there. So him coming also allows him to um, stay as sharp as possible.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a good it's a good point by Mark and, and by you, and, and they, it just goes to show, I mean, I've said this before, and if I'm repeating myself, I apologize, but he Bergeman came on with Sergio and I um, the season before this one, and he came on in an intermission in St. Louis, and I asked him about Romanoff, and he said he could be on our third pairing right now, and that kind of perked my ears up a little bit. Uh, he's always spoken highly of him, so he really... He fits into their plans and that's one of their weaker positions, uh, in my opinion, on the left side of defense. I mean, I don't know uh, what his offensive upside is. Um, You you hear different, different sort of theories on that, but I don't think there's any question he'll be battling for, you know, for a spot on the left side going into camp. Who knows? I mean, things can happen. Trades can happen. Signings can, can take place, but he is, there's no doubt he's an important part of their future. And, everybody's excited to, uh, to just see him come out and, and skate with those guys whenever that's going to be.
4: And Danny, I heard you on uh, earlier today with the guys on the morning show. Um, and I, I can't remember if you mentioned it or not, but just him coming over here and having this experience and sort of becoming acclimated with the guys and getting to know the faces and the players and all that stuff is, is going uh, to be an advantage to him when he is at the next – Formal training camp when he is eligible to play with the team, it won't be such a new experience for him. Like it won't be so foreign. You're
0: right, and you you mentioned foreign. I wonder too. I I don't know how good, how strong his English is, and Mm. uh, that's why when Kovalchuk was here, I thought, yeah, you know, I I don't know. Do they want to sign him? You wouldn't sign somebody just to be a mentor, but I do think there's value. Uh, in having someone like that to help with the new culture, with the new language. We, we've seen it with the Finns. There's a you know a handful of them now. I can always remember when Yarmir Yager was a rookie in 1991 and the, Canadi- uh, the Canadians, the Penguins traded uh, to get uh, Yuri Herdina from Calgary. And he wasn't he wasn't a bad player, but they, they got him there because there were no other checks on the roster. And he helped him. I, I know he did. I mean, I talked with... Uh, with Phil Bork about that, who was on those teams. So, you know, yeah. as I said, you don't want to you don't want to burn a, a spot just to have someone sort of babysit. But I think, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense if they can if they can get a good Russian player to come in and you know to help number one, but to to help Romanov. I don't think that would be a bad thing either. And you know, saying that, I don't know how strong his English is. I don't think it's great, but. You know, that can that can change quickly, too. I mean, it did with Mikhail Sergachev when he came in, and played junior here. He got up to speed in a hurry. So who knows?
1: Certainly yeah. so. There's um, a lot of value I, in that. For sure. Now, I think um, – I do believe that Romanov was here last year uh, for like okay. a week or something like that. But as a summer – I think uh, him and Berzovan had maybe a dinner or something that I, I remember that, okay. and I wish I could recall where I heard it from. But I thought he at least made the trip overseas. But the thing that that really got my attention, Dan, like you said, you had spoken to uh, Bergevin, and He says, "Oh yeah, we can throw him on the ice right now as a third pairing." And like you said, that's amazing to hear, <laughs> you know, from somebody that uh, you know wasn't quite on everybody's uh, scope yet. But for me, it was Berzovan making the trips to Russia to meet with him. And I thought there, there is something there that, uh, Berzavon really wants. And, uh, it's finally coming to roost. So next season we'll have him as a player and it's going to be really exciting to see.
0: Yeah. And we were in Los Angeles and, uh, Mark was speaking with Sergio and he said, I'm leaving here and flying Aeroflot to, to Russia to go see him. And I can't remember exactly what that was. And, and I have to, I have to tell you guys this, my daughter, Victoria, she's not a, not a big hockey fan, but she just texted me these words: "Mark Bergevin needs a haircut." Yes, yeah, does so yes. she's, she's
1: tuned she's in. Right. She knows what's going
2: on. She's so right.
1: I think he could keep it. I mean, no, even John no. Liu likes it. John Blue, he the looks ultimate. like a wizard. Is, hey, there is some listen. He has magic. He pulls off some magic, you know? And John Liu <laughs> is the ultimate... He is the end-all when it comes to hair. And if John Liu gives Mark Bergevin a pass, I don't think we have any way to say, you know, oh, yes or no.
4: I'm gonna have to differ with <sighs> my
2: yeah. friend John Liu.
1: Oh, my lord.
3: <laughs> just, this t- just this time. Yeah, just
1: all this it's, time. All it takes is the hair and the lady. <laughs> <It's>, nope, <laughs> that's
3: it. I mean, like, if Wait. it was... No no if nothing i just i love mark bergman more than anybody else except for maybe has kids and i can't my best friend said he looks like um a general or good value um harrison ford like the walmart brand harrison ford
2: oh my lord No, so there, there's
1: something I've never heard before.
2: That's <laughs> you can tell. Happy Victoria. birthday! Oh,
3: happy birthday,
1: Harrison! Harrison Ford, Ford by the way. Happy birthday and,
4: today.
3: And Patrick
1: Stewart. Patrick Stewart is eighty years old. Yeah, Patrick Stewart is eighty. It's incredible. Somebody yeah. just to go completely off the rails. Somebody posted <laughs> a picture of uh, Mr. or Sir Stewart. I think it is officially. Uh, when he was a young man, and he had hair, and it was the first time in my life that I'd seen a picture of him <laughs> with hair. I was like, "Oh my lord!" But so it's Brian Rudrick's birthday today too, right? Yes. yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
3: Everybody's birthdays. Today. What a
0: you know. There's a good. There's a good guy, Brian. I don't. I mean, I don't know him all that well. Just obviously uh, crossing paths at a number of games. But uh, I, you guys have had him on before, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: he's he's a good guy. He's a good dude. Coined like uh, one of our coined one of our favorite expressions, calling yes. uh, Columbus the Paris of Ohio. <laughs> that, that the Paris people. of Ohio. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? I like Columbus.
0: I'm one of the few who I shouldn't say one of the few who likes it. But <laughs> where where we are? Our, our hotel is uh, it's just like a five minute walk, and it's really clean and kind of there's some you know maybe this is why I like it because it's a it's a college town. You can get cheap drinks, so that's probably part of it too. I'm not. I'm not painting a really good picture myself. But who cares? But uh, yeah, I. I don't. I kind of like Columbus, but I hate the canon, like we all do.
2: Oh yes, it's awful.
1: Certainly mm. so.
4: <laughs> so Dan, when you you said that you were um keeping like paying attention today to Katsuyami and Boy. what did you think?
0: Uh, they just, they look like themselves. Uh, Drew Wang showed a hell of a lot of speed, which, uh, doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Here's a guy who I think he needed to get healthy and he, I'm not going to say he needed to be laid off that long, but it, mm-hmm. it's, it allowed him and so many other guys time to freshen up and, you know, talking in, he was fiddling around with the puck at the end of practice. Uh, when, after most players had gone and, and you know, let's not forget this guy has a, a ton of skill, and uh, it's to me it's fascinating. I mean, if Domi does not come back, he'll be in there for sure. If Domi does come back, and Kachanemi forces Claude's hand, is that does that push Domi to the wing? Maybe, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, again anybody. It's it was just such a a bad season for him last year because he finally got down to Laval, and then he you know what? Anytime you, you hear it, a spleen injury yeah. kind of fear for the worst, but, uh, yeah, he looked good. I mean, uh, again, I caution uh, myself about saying anybody looks too good at this point, but, um, uh, I mean, you know, who else looked good? Jordan wheel, that I know his game doesn't always, he's almost like a tweener, a guy who would be way over a point a game in the AHL and at the NHL, he, he has his moments, but God, that kid is quick and quick hands. He he looked really good and quite a, quite a lot of hair going. Him and Gallagher. Yes. to The barber as well.
4: <laughs> i'm a big jordan wheel fan yes. good yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: no you know what he he does think things well there's times when he's on where i find for a small guy he can protect the puck really well on the perimeter and and he can be good in tight spaces i mean there there were spurts this past year where he was productive um i also like I just, I just like talking with him he's a guy that you can sit and get pretty good perspective from and uh yeah, he, he's one of those guys who'll always battle for for ice time and and battle to to get time in the power play. And I think maybe some fans and I, I lump them in with Nick Cousins in a lot of ways. They they were kind of hard on those two guys, but I think mm-hmm. I think they are they are who they are. They 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 gave they've given the Canadians uh, what they expected when they got them, and I like seeing him do well.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Same here. I I know with the wheel. He's one of maybe the only players in recent memory that i've seen been able to on a power play i believe in a special uh, team situation protect the puck on his backhand and do a complete lap around the entire play and there were two yeah. games they did this in particular and like you said speed and power on his backhand and just nobody could get him so he has he, he definitely has a, a good niche of a skill set but like you say sometimes it doesn't translate to you know, something amazing at the NHL level, but he's definitely an asset. And I do, I do agree too that. Uh, he gets uh, the short end of the stick when it comes to the ire of uh, the infamous Montreal fan base, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, not everybody can be a, a 40 goal scorer. And, and when I look at yeah. him, I think how, 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 how hard it is to be, I don't want to say regular at the NHL level, but to, I mean, he scored at every level. Uh, where he's been and then you you know that that's sort of a bottleneck you get to the nhl and uh if you're not a, a top six guy then you really have to figure out or find another role for yourself and you know i think for the most part he's been able to to do that and then chip in here and there um but it's he, he's a guy who's i think there is there is value with jordan i mean and there were times where he sat and you couldn't blame close Julien for that either so He's just a guy for his whole career. He's he's going to have to. He can't take anything for granted, and and uh, that's fine. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. a, he's a good player, and and uh, he's had some good moments with the team.
1: For sure, I know. Uh, so we had this season. Last season, you know, uh, the the big talk was the power play, and one of the things with Jordan Wheel, um, you know, last season the power play was bad. This season the power play was bad. Last season, the tail end of last season, like the last uh, oh third of the games maybe like the last month or two of play and um this kind of gets into more of the statistics of things but whenever him uh, jordan wheel whenever him and armia were on the power play they were there the power play itself was like it's most effective and it all and that spark only started happening in the last month and then play ended so i'm really wondering if they'll ever attempt to recreate that even though now the team is completely different with so many new faces and whatnot. And now I'm actually curious, did they do any power play stuff in that (laughs) practice today? No, they didn't.
0: And today was, yeah, today I can give you a quick recap. They went out and they they did line rushes starting in center going from both ends. And then uh, they would throw a puck across ice. And it was a full ice two and two kind of a, I don't want to say scrimmage. Uh, And then they added, uh, it went to three on three. So they'll get to that. I don't know if that'll be in the second week, but if there's not changes made, there's a big problem. Like they need, they just can't go back to having the same looks that they had all year. And, and the coaches obviously had all that time to pour through video, and try and figure out what was good and, and what was bad and mostly what was bad. And, and then they yeah. just come up come up with something new and then they'll have to get down to the, to the nitty gritty and, and really work on that. Uh, because, you know, I mean, does anybody think there's any way they'll, Go into this play-in and and just line up with the same the same power play. I mean that that to me that would be no. just uh, unforgivable. You can't do that.
2: No, mm-hmm.
1: especially against the Penguins because I mean your your objective is to not take a penalty and you're going to have to have a penalty kill going up against you know some of the best in the business with Crosby and Malkin on the power play. Never mind Gensel as well and the other guy Latang. So it's just when it comes to special teams, that's a huge weakness, I think, against the Penguins. But um, yeah, like you said, they've had plenty of time to look at it and hopefully uh, we see something different going in.
0: I hope so. And it's, it's, you know, um, it's not, listen, it, I, I never, I never like training camp because uh, you're just sort of, you know, you have to sit through it and, and, kind of wait and wait and wait and the exhibition games are sort of, you know, meaningless, but at least at least they're games, but man, I just there's so many questions that I can't wait to see uh, answered by the time the games come and and thankfully it's it's in the not too distant future. So, um they'll have to get everything you know, ready and and they'll have to be sharp for when the puck drops on opening night. It's a short series and uh Man, there's it's going to be we're going to have our days filled with hockey. That's for sure. So we look forward
1: to. It. Yeah, those schedules are really something else. But uh, you know, like you said, it's going to be a lot of hockey, and I don't think people are going to be complaining about that. Thankfully. No. Oh, awkward
4: silence. Um, I was going to say, um, <laughs> Dan, do you, um, yeah. before I wanted to say, um, tell Victoria that the majority of the hobby hour agrees with her. Yes. Oh my okay. god. Okay. The the, the right. please do. The important most important. The majority. sensible 2 thirds Oh. Yeah. So I
1: will, I will let her know.
4: You please let her know. Thank
1: you. Listen, when a dragon <laughs> lands, I'm going to know. who I'm going to call and you ladies are just whatever. <laughs> a wizard, please. Um so one of the things uh that came out of uh, yesterday Uh, was uh, from the athletic of course they had mentioned that uh, multiple players had tested positive for the coronavirus and we uh, you know found out there was around uh, at least three they had mentioned Uh, today we hear that uh, two of the two of those cases were false positives and I think it's just one of those things where given the times we're going to have players test positive no matter what happens, or at least until people get to the the bubble in phase four. So up until that point, there's always going to be a risk. And that's why we have the testing going on. Like you said, you had to go in uh, Dan uh, to get, uh, you know, get uh, your temperature taken and whatnot, but the players themselves, they're getting like the swabs, they're getting the whole nine yards before they can even hit the ice.
0: And it's to be expected, right? The, uh, yeah. Some players will test positive, and and you know, the NHL is—they know that's going to happen. The teams know that that's going to happen. So it's—I think—you know—one thing that you'll see on on Twitter or you'll hear. There's always people who panic, and you'll see people say, "Well, look, uh, three people tested positive. One, of, you know, why do they? Why are they? Why are they trying to make this go? Like,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: it it, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit tiresome. So I mean, I don't. You know, I don't know anything about uh, the coronavirus any more than anyone else does, but I trust people smarter than me to. They're going to at least try to have a handle on it and have um, provisions in place for if things sort of get out of control. But I think it's normal. I mean, we saw was it nine penguins who are being kept off the ice because apparently they had were in contact or secondary contact, I guess mm-hmm. whatever that means, with somebody who was right. positive. So. I would just say, if if it happens, if there is an outbreak here or there, I just hope that uh, people kind of keep a cool head and and remember that it's uh, not the end of the world, and they'll get things figured out. I'm pretty optimistic about everything.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I agree. It'll happen, and you know, we got the the best people looking after these players, and uh, you know we'll have to get through it one step at a time, and then It'll... come, yeah. Hmm?
4: No, and I was going to say, like we've, we've mentioned before, and I think we, I'm not sure if we did with you, Dan, but um, these guys, like in the NHL, they've been painstakingly, painstakingly covering everything that's going to go into this protocol and all of the phases and everything else. And uh, if you ask me, they're the professional sports league who's who's managed it the best so far. Um, I know that they were, like, super intent on having hockey be played in Las Vegas, and in the end, all yeah. of it's going to be played in Canada. So, they're making the right decisions.
0: That's a really good point. I, you know that the NHL, uh, at least, uh, or the, the broadcasters anyway, NBC, I suppose I should say, is they wanted uh, at least one of the hubs to be in the United States. So... Uh, That that is a good point. And and another thing that happened, there was criticism. Well, why don't they just name the hub cities now? And you kept hearing that and kept hearing that. But uh, Gary Bettman gets a lot of criticism, and maybe rightly so in some areas. But I I liked how they didn't commit to anything. They just held on as long as they could to keep an eye on things and to see where the best places were. I was really glad to see Edmonton uh, get it. I know their premier pushed for it really hard, so... (laughs) So good for them, right? I don't, you know, I was thinking Vancouver maybe might be in the ballgame, and they were for a while, and it was kind of, kind of a fun practice to, to watch and see who was involved. But I think what you said about the NHL managing things the best out of the, I suppose, three major sports, because football isn't looking to get back in a hurry, but I don't think there's any question. So. And to get a CBA uh, done amidst all of that, it's, uh, it's... <laughs> The,
2: yeah. Like uh,
0: you imagine the amount of work that the uh, likes of Bettman and, and Daly and so many other people have done it. It's really impressive. And I think they're to be committed for it.
4: I agree.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um speaking of the CBA and everything uh, around that, we're going to have Olympic hockey again. I mean, yes. we would, but we're going to yep. have NHL players in the Olympics. And I think uh that's incredible because I thought it was dead in the water because the World Cup was going to be coming back. But then I guess, uh, you know, something happened. And speaking of the World Cup, I haven't heard about it. I don't know, Dan, if you've heard anything different. Are we going to do a tandem of Olympic and World Cup alternating years? Or is there any word on that? I haven't heard anything. I, I wonder sometimes, is, is that too much of an ask?
0: Um, that's that's a lot... Um, you know, it's some pretty intense hockey. Obviously, the the Olympics more so than the World Cup. But no, I, I haven't heard anything about it. And I was surprised to hear um, that the Olympics were were back in play, and uh, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised. And I think most people were. So it just goes to show you again there was. Uh, listen again, I'm no expert in these things, but I think we've all seen enough between the two sides over the years to sort of be impressed that they were able to. Um, get down to the brass tacks and get things figured out, it it almost makes you wonder how, I know that, that um, issues differ over the years, but in other years where things didn't go so well, you you think, okay, well, you know, had you, had you tried a little bit harder things, we wouldn't have had to miss a season. and we, we wouldn't have had to have a 48 game season, but bygones are bygones and, and And that's it. But it's really heartening for me to see the two sides get together on so many issues, and and yeah, definitely the Olympics uh, is one of them. And you know, I just maybe one day I'll get over there and I'll get to call some Olympics. Like, give me a
1: chance. Yes. You know, I would tune in immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You and my mother. My mother would too. So that's good. Hey, okay, me, Veronica, and maybe Beth. Awesome. Maybe awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't speak up I'll grow I'll grow my hair I'll grow my hair like Bergemail. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's about all I have left, eh? I've got a lot of hair for fifty.
2: I've got a full head of Just make hair. sure you check with, with <laughs> Yeah,
4: you'd have no problem, Dan. You probably would grow it like Jordan Wheel. Oh,
0: That's how yeah. I He's picture it. Kind of a, kind of an afro going there like there's a lot of curl to that thing. yeah so i i, I don't know if uh, i don't think when it got to that length that it would kind of spring out like that but, uh, yeah <laughs> it, it, it might call it might,
3: burns.
2: might look good yeah yeah <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> going to call it burns.
3: and we're gonna do a french braiding circle
2: he probably let you. he
3: taught eric carlson how to braid his hair is that oh, right wow. yeah he said that um, at some point this past season or earlier this season.
0: I believe you know, you know, I think I remember I remember hearing Rocket Richard did the same with Jean Balebo back in the day. <laughs> oh,
2: no.
0: <laughs> no, probably not, eh? No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, how you shave your, haircuts. this is how you shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
4: yeah, yeah that, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, speaking of the voting, I I was listening to Paul Byron on with uh Shea Weber today and he was saying that teams that aren't even in the play in got to vote on it. Is that yeah, right?
0: Uh, that, yeah, that's what he said. And and uh it's weird. took me by surprise too. So it was good to hear from Paul and yeah. you know he's a Paul's a smart dude and yep. one one of those guys that if you never get a a free moment with him which doesn't happen all that much but he's he's got a lot of wisdom and and i always and again maybe i i put too much personal stock in some of these things but uh whenever a guy has had the fight as hard as as paul byron has to get where he is and i'm getting a little bit off topic here but i i really uh i really like hearing um what someone like that has to say. And I, I was glad to see that after he came back, I mean, he had a rough start in the season. He got hurt. In November came back and played well. So when you talk about guys that, um, I, I want to see and guys that I think could do some damage, uh, when they play against the penguins, he's one of them. And he's a good, I think he's a good guy. I mean, as far as I know him, that he makes a good player rep and, you know, he's, uh, he cares and he's, he's smart. And, uh, I was glad he talked a little bit about that today.
4: Yeah, yeah he's he's sure. a really good representative. Yes.
2: I should invite him over a for a long time.
4: Yes, you should. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, get him on the phone, and we'll all do a conference call.
0: Yes, I don't know <laughs> that that's going to happen, but uh, <laughs> you know, he, he'll just use he'll just use the old well. I, I have to
1: protect myself. I can't come up. Yeah.
2: Now. Hey, Well, actually, you know, you can say
1: you can say it'll be all about Star Wars, and he'll probably jump right <laughs> on. I know he's a Star Wars fan, and him and I could yak oh, about that all night. <laughs> is, is that right? I'll, I'll tell you a quick
0: a quick story about yes. him. Um, my, my previous job, uh, when I, I did a lot of Halifax Mooseheads games for years, and in two thousand eight, I believe uh, was the year they were stacked, uh, and they traded for Brad Marchand and they were making a run at the Quebec league championship and they ran into Claude Giroux and Paul Byron and they swept them in four games. And, you know, obviously Giroux turned out to be a, a real star in the game, but you, I'm looking at this Byron. And I remember a color commentator, Paul, he said, he's listed at 142 pounds. And, you know, you, you looked at him, you thought, okay, he can, it's remarkable. He can thrive at this level. There's no way. I didn't even think he'd be able to play pro because he's that small. So he just uh, he just kind of kept working and and kept pushing and and uh, he did it. And again, it's I think everybody can can appreciate somebody who kind of overcomes that stuff. And and he's had some bumps and bruises along the way, but he's had himself a good NHL career. And he's he's uh, he's still I think at or near the top of his game. So I hope he has a few years left in him. Yeah,
3: yeah I Beth is else a very sure. big
4: fan of Paul Byron.
3: I am a very yeah. big fan of Paul Byron. I have risked a lot to try to meet him and have been not unsuccessful. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <never
4: worked. laughs>
3: One day it'll happen. Max almost ran me over the last time. So. <laughs> it's
0: well, I here. played pool. I played pool with Paul Byron in the Paris of Ohio. Oh. Right? Oh.
3: That sounds yeah, like so a shouldn't great let, evening. I shouldn't
0: let, shouldn't let that out there, but uh, no. <laughs> Sergio and I, and I'm trying to think who else, who else it was. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter, but I think Paul was, he might've been suspended at that point, but you know, they were out of there well before, well before curfew. And uh, that's, you know, you don't, I don't, I don't hang out with guys at all ever. So it's, it's pretty rare, um, you know, just to even have a chance to chat with them, but it's always
1: fun. Man, got to go to Columbus sometime, yeah. it's sounding like. <laughs>
3: We gotta go for
1: well, a Well, here, game. The, listen. The the bar I was in, I can't remember
0: the name of it, but it's right beside the hotel. So I went in, and uh, man, I'm painting myself to sound like an alcoholic. I'm really not, <laughs> but I went in.
2: No, no. So, we so all drink. It's about. Fine.
0: <laughs> it's about ten to seven, and uh, I had a beer in my hand, and uh, the the bartender said, "I just want you to know that happy hour is up. Or happy hour. I think he said happy hour. <laughs> he
2: said it's up at
0: seven seven o'clock, and I said, okay." I said, well, how much? How much are these now? He said, they're two bucks a beer. I said, oh. I said, how much is it after seven? He said, three bucks a beer. I said, oh, I'm. I think I'm going to stay. So,
2: just like I said, cheap
0: cheap beer in Columbus.
1: Hey, all right. Nice. Yeah. Man, yeah. You know what? Now you're selling me. You're selling me. I mean, Brian got my ear, but now you have my attention, thing, so.
0: Well, there's uh, there's something. worse places worse places to go than Columbus uh, for my certainly own. so.
4: And Dan, when did you get back in, in Montreal after this long, weird summer?
0: I went back to Nova Scotia, I would say, the 14th of March. And then I I had to come back and fill in uh, for Tony Marinara for two weeks. So that yes. was like April 20th, I guess. And uh, I'd never hosted anything before. So I thought, well, I'll just call... I'll call every play-by-play and every color guy in the league, and we'll just talk that. Talk about hockey for it was for two hours a day, so yeah. uh, it's it's nothing I would want to do regularly, but it was fun because <clears> I, you know, we just we just talked shop and we swapped stories, and uh, yeah, I got through it anyway, and they they didn't they they kept me on, they didn't fire me. So then I went back, <laughs> and uh, I had to come back here. I moved into a new place on uh, June 26th, I guess it was. So uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'll be going back. It, I guess it depends on the Canadians and uh, if and when they're knocked out. Uh, i have to talk with my boss and see what the plan is after that. I'd like to get back for a little bit of August to enjoy some of the summer there. But uh, who knows anymore in this world? It's hard to say.
4: Yeah. It's very odd that <laughs> it's all going to be starting yep. up again on August 1. Yeah. It's yep. just surreal.
1: Absolutely. Uh, do you like your new place in Montreal? <laughs> I really do. Yeah, it's it's still uh, in the construction
0: phase. Like a, a lot of the building, my uh, unit is done. So every Montreal. morning, at seven, I'm surprised. Well, yeah, no, honest to God, construction. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. It's it's a lot better than than where I was, and it's it's uh, just easier access to the airport and the brassard where they practice. And, downtown to the Bell Centre, although I don't know when I'm going to have to go back there, but it is, yeah. that's really good, really good place. Glad to hear it.
4: So, but you're you're yeah, going thanks. to be calling the games in for the play-in for Montreal, for the radio?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Will,
4: will yeah, you we'll, be there?
0: No, we'll be in the studio. Okay. So we'll just be watching the games on TV and calling them, and that's, that's, uh, I, I mean, once this all happened, I, I knew that would be the case, or at least I really figured that because obviously they want to have as few people as possible in the arenas. And it, yeah. it's it's hard because you can't see plays developed, you can't get a great feel for it. But uh, uh, you know, we'll get through it. I've done it before, like I said, and, and uh, uh, it'll be okay. It's better than nothing. Um, but it's they'll they'll pipe obviously the sound from the arenas uh, back to the studio and in through our headsets. So uh, we'll try to make the best of a bad situation. I think the only, the only guys who will be uh, in the buildings will be the national broadcasters. So the national TV guys. So um, they'll get to do that. And I'm I'm sort of envious, but then I think, well, would I want to be, you know, stuck in a hotel room for that long? Not, not really. So this is probably the the best, the, the best of the two options for me anyway.
4: Yeah, because part of the part of the magic of what you and Sergio do is paint the picture, especially on the radio, paint the picture of what's going on on the ice. And you know, while we're while we're watching on TV, you guys will see something that is that we don't see on camera, like behind the player, behind right. the net, or whatever. And so that's gonna be weird, yeah. But you guys will do a good job. It is
0: job. weird. Well, thank you for that. It's it's fun too. One of the best things about calling a game, uh, in the building, which is, you know, what we always do, but it's, it's to see, I don't know. You, you can get a sense when momentum changes, when, uh, maybe if somebody, if, if a team is regrouping and about to get up ice quickly, you sort of get a sense after all these years of when it's going to happen. And, uh, I don't know if that'll be the same on TV, but listen, it's, it's fine. It's, uh, uh we'll, we'll have fun with it. I, yeah. I thought I heard somebody say that uh, uh, one broadcasting group in particular might be going, not in Montreal, but to, to the arena and watch watch the game on the on the giant screen in the arena and call it from there. But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. That might be fun to do from the Bell Yeah. Side, I, I'm not I'm not sure that would be the case. Maybe I'll give my buddy Jeff a call and see if he can make that happen. But yeah. Oh, Actually, really? I'll tell him. I'll <laughs> tell him i drink drink and it's a an Molson awesome product. So we'll yeah, exactly.
4: There you go. <laughs> I saw, I saw images of it. I could just, all I could find online was, um, the brown stubbies.
0: Oh yeah, boy, I would, I would buy a truckload of those if I could find them. so great.
4: cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, da- I'm dating myself here. But, uh, <laughs> so am I. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: that's okay. We'll, st- we'll, we'll stop. there. End this there. line of conversation. Okay.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> those are still around somewhere. I mean, it depends on the beer, but they're around.
1: Oh, I've like, um, seen
3: any. Red Stripe is a Jamaican beer. Oh, that, yep, right. Um, and then sometimes you can find I think like Coors Banquet, which is like yep, the full right. the full course is is available in stubbies.
0: See, the problem with the Red Stripe, which is an easy drinking beer, it's only. I think it's like three hundred thirty milliliters, so they're ripping it off like eleven milliliters. So uh, I'm not oh, pleased God, with yeah. the Jamaicans for that, but I I do <laughs> like the beer, so. nickel and diamond. I us. might be a bit, Dang it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You might think I'm calling from the Betty Ford clinic. I'm actually not. <laughs> Maybe it should
4: be. Uh, well and Beth Beth tended bar for quite a long time, so she knows her stuff. Oh, that's
3: that's true. That's right. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Oh, I'm looking through oh, yeah. here and um I had um I had a bit of a, a an issue on my end because uh I had a drink and went down the wrong pipe and I made a mess. So I've been oh, trying no. to clean up everything.
2: Oh, my no. precious
1: studio got all <laughs> messed up. <laughs> it's fine now, but that's why I was kind of off the off the conversation a bit. Um but aside from that, I'm trying to think of some other hab stuff that's been going on, but nothing's coming to mind. And ladies, I was wondering off the top of your heads, is there anything we missed? Because, I mean, we even talked about the power play and no one's talked about the power play in like four <laughs> months. Thankfully, but, you know.
4: <laughs> no, my big question for Dan um, was going to be uh, what was going to happen with calling the games and how that was going to look. So mm. I wonder if they might give you some kind of a different, um, eh, what's it called, a, a, a different view of the game. For you and Sergio, I don't know. It's kind
0: of weird. Yeah, I don't know either. It is weird. I mean, tonight, (laughs) I guess being a kid, I would, I would think that most people who do what I do have done the same. You sort of call the game at least in your head by watching watching the TV. And it's it's. uh, I can remember doing it years ago uh, when I worked for Eastlink TV uh, in Halifax. And actually, the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles, they had. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I guess it was after Flurry play, but they had a series with James Shepard would have played. James was a first rounder uh, in the NHL, and they had a really good team. And they were playing Valdor, who had um, – they would have had Marchand and Chris Latang. So I was in a studio in Halifax. They wheeled the TV out in front of me. We were taking the cable feed from, from Valdor. We got about three minutes in, and we lost the feed, and oh, I no. just snapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it just—I said to my oh, boss, and it wasn't his fault, but you know, a lot of people were watching. Uh, I think anyway, and uh, you know, here we go, and they—we oh, lost no. it, and it cut—it cut back to me, and I just—you uh, can see the smoke oh. coming out of my ears, and, and uh, you know, it was nobody's fault, but I would think that uh, they'll have a better connection uh, when we do the games than they did for local cable in Valdor Quebec all those years ago, at least. Cause, <laughs> I uh, would think. Yeah, so. I don't. Yeah, I'll need some. Uh, I'll need a case of uh, Red Stripe to get me through it. If, if
4: I <laughs> need to throw in another bottle for the, all those lost milliliters.
2: That's right. Get the bonus. <laughs> give me a, give me a seven pack.
4: Exactly. <laughs> Beth, did you have a question for Dan or no? No, I was just
3: excited to be here. Dan just always has like. I don't, he just has like great energy and like just always brings cool tidbits. And so yes. I have been satisfied with the tidbits.
0: Well, I think you weren't on the last call that we did, right? You, you
4: were I don't think so, right. but
3: I did have I did have a good time listening later. Well, that's good. <laughs>
4: that's good. We spent most of the last episode talking about COVID and quarantine and what we were doing. Yeah, that's and, fun. Yeah,
1: well, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I had some best love yeah. it
4: oh it's when it was all starting and nobody kind yeah. of could get a handle on anything yeah. actually wait I, I, yeah i thought oh,
3: of a question. There, Does it ahead. do you do you have any pets
0: oh well my ex-wife <laughs> has my pets um oh. which is oh. fine no <laughs> no i say that lightheartedly so i have three cats norman and tilly and foster and uh, i love it i was never a cat never a cat guy and then my daughter um wanted a. well we had a cat lost a cat and then we um she went to the spca one day and she said uh, i'm coming back we're gonna get a cat so she came back with two and you know i fell in love with them right away i really miss them and Aww. Uh, and then yeah we got another one foster he uh, kind of he he found uh he found my ex wife in in a parking lot at the rink when my daughter is figure skating, so we took him home and uh you know i I still try to <laughs> i still try and visit them from time to time uh, <laughs> which kind of kind of sounds silly but i i really it's not, I really it's not miss silly. Them a lot and uh, my daughter sends me pictures all the time, and my son does so it's kind of <laughs> kind of makes me happy when they do that
1: oh no pets are important for sure yeah they are. okay yep. Yeah. Yeah. it's
4: hard to have one too when you're on the road so often
1: yeah
0: well that's yeah. the thing i i you know cats are uh, cats are pretty self-sufficient but you can't i wouldn't yeah. do that to an animal leave it yeah. you know i mean sometimes i'm gone for seven days maybe i could find somebody to come in and and feed it or whatever but still it, to me it's not yeah. fair to, to just <laughs> leave them alone for that long so yeah. even though you know what they they sleep like 19 hours a day so it <laughs> might not be too bad but at least mine <laughs> do, so, yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah, someday was, I'll
4: get another one. I was never I was never a cat person, but um, my boyfriend, for a time when he was living on a work site, he had a mu- mouse problem, so he got a cat. And this cat, I will tell you, I've never met a cat with so much personality. She's just, yeah. and, and not even as a kitten, she was just, she's just full of beans. She's great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. I'm no, wildly They're all, they're all unique. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I just yeah. take um, take my pills when I'm around her.
0: <laughs> I think I think a lot of people are actually they they get uh, a little bit stuffed up, but uh, yeah. Luckily, I'm yeah. Not, not one of those guys. they're uh, maybe someday I'll get another one <laughs> in here, and uh, yeah, be good to have someone to come home to after a long road trip. Totally. Uh, have now. a learn. I'll, I could teach it to drink Red Stripe for <laughs> <or>
3: alone.
2: <laughs> that's a good cat owner. <laughs> Well,
1: red stripe should be fine. Honestly, anything anything heavier would be a problem. But red stripe, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to make the cat chug a
0: Guinness or something like that. Probably weigh it down a little bit.
3: (laughs) I mean, cats seem like they like beer. Just their personalities.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Pretty pretty lethargic, right? So.
3: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they just want to hang out in the warm, in the sun, drinking beer. They like to. They're probably baseball fans. Sit in the sun, drinking beer. Baseball, yeah,
0: possible. Yeah, I'm looking forward to baseball coming back too.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, what's the word on that? Uh, The season's starting what next week or something? Next two weeks. Yeah,
0: the 23rd or something like that. So I mean, you talk about. uh, I don't know. Look, they why they're allowing teams to come to Toronto to play that kind of scares me in a sense. But, uh, again, smarter people than I are in charge of things and I hope everything goes well, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I really like having ball on in the background in the summer on radio. I like, you know, there's so many great play-by-play guys, uh, for baseball. So it's, it's a different, it's a different pace. And, and I, I do miss that. I mean, it's, it's funny. They show on Sportsnet a lot of Jays classics, but obviously it's, not the same by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, yeah, I'll be glad when it's back and hopefully they can, hopefully they can get through it. All right. I think it's a 60 game regular season, which will be really weird.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm completely outside the baseball loop, but, uh, it's yeah. What a world, you know, but you gotta try to do what you can. Yeah. And like you, and like you said, smarter people than us are figuring it out. Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. I think uh, we're so starting Dan, are to come you... up on our time are... now, but go ahead, sorry.
4: I was just going to ask quickly, are you going to be our man on the ground then for training camp?
0: Yeah, I'll be there. Um, it's actually uh, sort of every day until, uh, what is it then? The 20s, 25th, oh, right, I think right. is the last day. So yeah, um, I know that they have, like Wednesday as an off ice day. So they'll just be, uh, I guess doing stretching or that, that sort of thing, but yeah, we'll be over there tomorrow. It's 11 o'clock. So it's, you know, a couple of hours every day and kind of fun to get back in the swing of things.
4: Yeah. That's great. great. Well, it's great great to have you back on the airwaves.
0: Well, thank you very much.
1: Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to to tuning in for sure. Good. We appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, And I think that's uh that's it for us. Um, (laughs) I don't have any other questions. (laughs) I think you got yours. Beth, you got your pet question in. Yeah. So I think we're all set. Dan, thank you so much again for joining us uh, tonight and uh, for doing all the work that you are doing now and looking forward to the work you will do. It's always a pleasure for sure.
0: Well, good to talk to you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, good luck with the podcast going forward.
2: Thank Thank you. Thank
3: you.
1: We'll be in touch. Have yourself a good one and be safe, Dan. Okay, you too. Bye.
3: Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
1: And that's it.
4: What a treat. What a treat. Oh, what a just, joy. Yes, he's just a joy. I haven't he's talked lovely. about red
1: stripe in years.
4: <laughs> Me either. Literally, I don't even know a, what that is. It's a beer. just well, it's I know
3: it's, it's just a lager. <laughs> I'm not comes, a beer
4: person.
1: It comes in like a can. You expect like tomato soup to come in, and oh, oh. I've
3: never seen it in a can. I've only seen it a in can. the little, oh, the yes, little chubby can. bottles, yeah. the
4: stubby okay. bottles.
1: Oh, I'm lying. I'm thinking of like oh. soup can. Yeah. Beth is a hundred percent correct, and I am completely wrong.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to look at this now. Not that I would oh, yeah. recognize it.
1: It is a. Um, I think there was a place in Albany, or there is, or was now, but. <laughs> There's was, there was an establishment already called the Red Square, and they had Red Stripe there. And oh. I remember having a few of those there huh. for many a time. But um, yeah, Dan Robertson, what a joy. A yeah, gift.
4: absolutely.
1: We here are as part of uh, fans of uh, Montreal Canadians should feel lucky <laughs> to have him. Yes. I was going to say, we here in Montreal, and I'm like, ah. None, none of, us, of us are
3: there. None me. of
4: us are there, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunate,
4: How much time do we have left?
1: We have one minute.
4: 15 seconds. Oh. Okay, I just wanted to say really quickly that last week I made a mention of something about 19 being way too young to get married. That was a personal opinion. Ugh. It was just my opinion. I, I, was, I was met with some swift opposition online and also Listen. Ashley's dad hi Ashley's dad Thanks hi Ashley's dad, hi, Ashley's dad. <laughs> yes from the beginning oh, Ashley Ashley's, <laughs> Ashley's parents are like the only reason that I would ever go back to Facebook because seeing their photos and seeing their pictures and just the joy and absolutely most loving relationship that they could have um they're, they're an inspiration so I was just talking about myself I was just thinking about everything that I did in my 20s and what I would have might have missed out on. But, but hey, if you're 17 or 19 or 30 or 40 or whatever, when you've met the right person, when you know, you know, and it's no judgment.
1: Here's the. um, Thank you, Veronica. But yeah, uh, here's the thing welcome. about opinions. Uh, you get what you <laughs> pay time. for. No, no, no. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you get what you pay for. Yeah. You're not paying anything. And you're not paying. And that's exactly nope. what you're going to get. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I just got that I pulled that literally from Andrew Cuomo because he <laughs> says that often on his press briefings.
4: <laughs> it's just I, I forget that people are listening, you know. Yeah, and there's it's just kind of, there's seriously no judgment. No,
1: no obviously. it's all good. You guys can good. get married. You guys get That was last me. week. Get, get married as soon out. as
3: you're legal. If you 14
1: want. for all I care. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, not 14.
1: It's legal in Bama.
3: Oh, Holy God.
1: shit. America
4: Okay, that's officially too young. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. The,
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I am shocked that you know that tune.
4: Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> Team America. Yes. It's one of the best. It's one of the best. Ever. It's the
4: best oh cinema. Oh my god! It's one of the best cinema I've ever seen. Oh
2: Matt my Damon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. Oh, wow, he's dead now. I just tried now. to remember the
1: word Matt Damon. No, not Matt Damon. Freaking <laughs> oh. Kim Jong Un's dad.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, and Kim Jong Un probably.
1: Yeah. No, he faked his death. He's, he's probably dead. His sister's uh. in charge.
4: He must be dead. I
3: thought no, I thought he I thought he faked it. I thought it came out that he i I'm Googling this. I could have sworn that he faked it. Um mm.
2: to to um Go to still. Projectile Um No right. Stop No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh! oh my
4: goodness gracious. Huh? Yeah he Oh went no, in... David What <laughs> Don't make the sound
3: no. uh No Jesus
4: Okay
3: but yeah he 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 faked his death to find out who was like double crossing him. Um his sister. No, it says he's still alive on Wikipedia and Google. Hmm. Well Oh
1: yeah, no, he's alive. Just he Bring disappeared for a few weeks. Because he had like, I don't know something.
4: Well, didn't he have, like, a brain surgery surgery or something?
1: And he a, had a uh, surgery.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The and
4: then, leader, like, they... Dear leader.
1: Dear leader. Like, another dear leader I know. hmm Yeah.
4: hmm America!
1: Fuck yeah! Yeah!
4: Yeah! yeah. yeah. The, the, the motherfucking yeah. day now!
2: America!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. We have covered all the spectrum. Somebody said as a joke on Twitter because they were playing like this crazy I don't know like country song or something like that when uh, Trump went to West Point. They said that they were playing the music from Team America World Police and I believe (laughs) (laughs) I fell for it because you know Sounds <laughs> about right. It's possible.
1: It's possible. It's
4: Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, oh.
4: so everybody can stop being mad at me now. Okay, about the wed, the marriage thing. Anyway, you can keep being mad at me, at me about everything else. <laughs> Wait I till say. I find out you don't believe in marriage at all. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't think anybody should be married.
1: Wow. See. Okay. Here we go. Now we're gonna get this. Uh, oh no! I can't wait for the four people that are diehard marriage people coming at us and like Life wrong Karish, a fans. Of marriage What do you think the nuclear family is based on? In the bread, the foundation. Of... up <laughs> in their neck here, jowls? Oh Stop
2: no. oh, no. Stop Oh, <laughs>